Good morning. Good morning. I'm so thrilled and so happy to be here. And I feel so wonderful to be here amongst you all. Since I came down here with Pastor Kelly, and I could tell you, I could see so united you all are. So wonderful people. I have a long time I haven't met so wonderful people like you all. And I'm so happy to be here, so happy to meet you all each everywhere. Pastor Shane taught me everybody take open harm, you know, to agree with me. I really appreciate that. And I never see a church so united. I went to big church, you know, sometimes, you know, they have a divided, you know. Sometimes you could tell, sometimes you can't tell. And they have fanatic and stuff like that, you know, who they like, who they don't like. But came down here, believe me, you could tell the difference, how united, how wonderful people you all are. Thank you very much for seeing me here. I'm going to sing a song, you know, it's a very, very slow song, which is not a long song, it's very short. And uh, it's about, you know, who sometimes people lost faith and they feel alone, especially when the spiral or whatever is die, pass away, and they don't have nobody to turn to and they lost hope. But you know, you'd never be alone. Long you believe, have faith in God, he always be, will be there for you. So that song I'm gonna sing, this is about, this is about. I never, you'll never be alone. You'll never be you will never be lonely as the grace of God always be with you. Remember, he said, he'll never leave you alone. He'll never abandon you. He will never forsaken you. He'll be with you till the end of time. No matter where you go in, no matter where you came from, it didn't matter who you are, as the love of God always be with you. Remember, He'll leave us strong and die for you and me. His blood is washing us in. Just to show you just how much he loves you and me. No matter where you go in, no matter where you came from, it didn't matter who you are. As a love of God, as a grace of God, always be with you. As I shut up the song, all right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and Pastor 
Shane was asked me to sing a song in my own language, which I know you all don't understand Creole, but he said, go ahead and sing it. They will love to listen to another language, you know, where they understand. So I don't know if you're willing to listen to another language. Jésus, It's about, you know, the somebody who feel like, you know, they're alone. And they still believe in God. But, you know, for what God did for them, you know, they always want to thank God to whatever he did for them. And wish, you know, sometimes he only the one, you know, who wipe up the tear, you know, from your eyes, you know, forever and ever. And this is the reason why, you know, I'm trying to sing, you know, sing that song, you know, just to thank him, you know, to whatever he is, whatever he did for us. Jésus, ma merci. Pour tout ce fait pour moi, moi témoin seul, sans espoir, seul à pécher, où te laver. Si je dis à ma chanter, c'est grâce à où celui même qui seul chemin. La vérité la vie, c'est le même qui cap comprend la gloire coule dans Sur accepte Jésus, je dis, ou ma coin la vie où va changer, ma paix profite tous Moi content pour me servir sur ça. Oh, Fremsem, même les hauts sentiers abandonnés, problèmes, maladies, persécutions, tout son milieu abandonné. Qu'on c'est seulement à Jésus, ou capable jeune solution. C'est le même qui se chemin, la vérité la vie. C'est le même qui cap comprend, l'aide Jésus, je dis, la vie où va changer. Ma people Pour tout ça, ou fait pour moi, pour la vie que ou pour moi, m'a chanté louange au Seigneur. Celui même qui se chemin, 
la vérité, la vie, c'est lui-même qui comprend. La gloire a coulé dans les yeux. accepté Jésus, je dis, pour me croire, la vie où va changer. Ma vie profiter tous en mille. Rien content pour me servir, sauver de sa Thank you. Thank you, Brother Bruno. That was very good, very nice. We enjoyed it a whole lot. And you know what? Whenever it comes from the heart, it doesn't matter if it's in English or if it's in Haitian or what language it is, you can still feel the presence of the Lord and the, His message being conveyed by that. And I'm sure we all did. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, Brother Shan had told me to do something. And of course, like Brother Fish, I forgot. He had said whenever we first come down from the choir and everything to invite Brother Kelly to come sit up here, you know, so he would be up front and everything. Well, I forgot that, Brother Kelly. Come on up here. <laughs> so I'm correcting my mistake a little bit late, but uh, anyway, he'll come up here and sit up front. Um, now, Brother Kelly, of course, most all of you know, uh, is involved with the Desmond Flory uh, Association. Matter of fact, that's his brother, was Desmond Flory, and... Uh, Brother Kelly takes care of the orphanage down there. He also has a little church that he preaches in, and uh, he's always trying to win people to the Lord in his work down in, in, uh, in Haiti, and he does work up here in, in Florida down there some too. Um, but he preached for us Wednesday night, and uh, it was not the first time Brother Shan and I had heard him preach. We heard him preach down in Haiti. We went to his church one night, of course, he was preaching in Haitian. Well, we wouldn't have understood a word of what he was saying, but we did like good Baptists. We got way in the back, and we put our translator in between the two of us. So as Brother Kelly preached, he was constantly translating. So we was creating a small disturbance in the back of the church because he was going, yum, 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 telling us exactly what Brother Kelly was saying as he was preaching. And it was a tremendous sermon. We really enjoyed it while we were there. Um, he does a lot of work for the Lord. He gets around all over um, uh, Haiti. I don't think there's a part of Haiti he hadn't been in and talked to people and done stuff because when you start talking about things in Haiti, he knows about all of Haiti. He can tell you some stuff. But it's been good fun going down. Uh, the two trips that we made down there, I know we felt like we were tremendously blessed uh, to be with him and be with his people. And uh, they are... People that are strong of character, uh, and they're good people at heart. And uh, they don't have a whole lot, but they're good at sharing with you what you do have. Every time that we've been down there in places that we went, uh, the people there were very good to us and uh, showed us the utmost generosity, and, and you could just tell that they loved Christian people. And uh, they were good Christians themselves, the ones that we met. Well, Brother Kelly is going to bring our sermon today, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to it, and I'm sure we're all going to uh, enjoy it a lot. I just ask each one of you to be praying.
praying for him as he brings God's word to us. Brother, <coughs> Brother Kelly, come, come bless Thank us. Thank you very much. Frère Maxime, vous avez déjà avec nous. Nous content. Vous êtes avec nous matin. Vous êtes capable de prêcher par le bon Dieu. Vous pensez nous tous. Oh oh. No feedback. No feedback. Well, I have to change. Good morning, church. Good morning. You see, if saying thank you is wrong, I do not want to be right. I truly, honestly, want to thank you for everything you have done for us for the last four days that we've been with you. Thank you very, very much. I just don't want to embarrass anybody. I'm not going to mention any name, but you know what you've done for us. And I'm sure that God will bless you for that. Uh, you see, people always say that it is not easy to say goodbye. You see, now I understand why. It is so hard on me to say goodbye to you. Today, obviously, is my last day with you, and it's not easy. You know, and I, hopefully some of you, I will be seeing you in Haiti, and uh, I hope that when I leave here today, uh, soon uh, I'm going to be invited to come back uh, to be with you again. Praise God. Um, really want to, uh, even though he's not here, but I truly want to uh, uh, thank my own friend, Pastor Shen, for, for, for willing to share his pulpit with me. Uh, I really thank him for that. In the book of Isaiah, there are five chapters that are called the Song of the Suffering Servants. The Song of the Suffering Servant. God called the servant to lead the nations, but the servant was badly abused among them. At the end, the servant is rewarded. At least that's what Isaiah 53, verse 12 tell us. This morning we will be reading from the second song of the suffering servant, which is Isaiah 49, and we will consider verse 6. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 6. He says, it is too small a thing for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. 
Our topic this morning is as follow. You are a light for the nations. God has a plan in which Israel and all the nations will be saved. Jesus, the very Son of God, was charged to carry out this mission. Jesus' mission was to bring Israel back to the Lord and to save mankind in general from their sins. Part of Jesus' mission was directed to Israel, and the other part is to the unsaved, the non-Christians. Jesus' mission is like my mission and your mission. As Christians, we must have a mission in the church and a mission in the world. And the mission given to our Savior, he will not simply bring salvation. He will be salvation to Israel and to the ends of the world. Jesus says to the tax collector, Zacchaeus, in Luke chapter 19, verse 9, Today, salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is the son of Abraham. The nations need both light and salvation. Jesus knew exactly what his mission was. He was to be for the nations a light, and our mission sent is no less. We are to be the light which no darkness can overcome. And his song entitled, Take Your Candle and Go Light the World, Chris Rice states, Carry your candle, run to the darkness, seek out the hopeless, confused, and thrown. Hold out your candle for all to see it. See now your sister, she's been robbed and lied to, still holds a candle without a flame. Carry your candle, run to the darkness, seek out the lonely, the tired, hopeless, confused, deceived, poor, and torn. Let's raise our candles and light up the sky, praying to our Father in the name of Jesus. Make us a beacon in darkness times. Since all the Bible talks about how God has chosen us to be a light to the nations, to be a class of people who, by how we live and by what we say, bring people to God. We are a people that are called to share the good news about Jesus with others. Being a light, we can choose to shine or not to shine. We can choose to tell others about Christ or we can choose not to. Billy Bray visited a Christian man at hospice. The man was dying. When Billy Bray standing up and talking to the man, the dying man said to Billy Bray, if I had the power, if I have the strength, I would shout glory to God. 
Bilibwe answered to say to this man, It is funny. You did not shout glory to God when you had the power to do it. Where are you with Christ when it comes to winning souls? Where are you? This is a question asked to me and to you. Where are we? My brothers and sisters, the time for mission is now. We must not delay. We don't know how much time we have left here on earth. We can die at any time. Christ could come at any moment. If there is a time we should get busy for Christ, it is now. Dr. King said there are two important days in the life of the Christian. This day. Today is the day to have an impact in the lives of people. The other day is that day, the day when we will meet our master. The song says, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout of victory. Amen. Saint, the Great Commission is not an option for us to consider. It is a command for us to obey. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, 20 says this. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. The world needs to be touched by Christians who are spirit-filled, spirit-led, spirit-empowered, and are willing to go. Are we this type of Christians? My brothers and sisters, winning souls for Christ is a very rewarding job. We need to get busy. Dr. Walter Morton asked a wonderful question to all of us. He asked, are we willing to do for a truth what the non-Christians are doing for a lie? Many people are sharing what they believe to be the gospel message of Jesus Christ, but they have another Jesus and another gospel. The gospel is about themselves. It's about a, a certain prophet, but our gospel is about Jesus Christ who has come and died for our sins. The song says, we owed a debt we could not pay. He paid a debt he didn't owe. Every single day, many non-Christians go out sharing their faith by knocking on doors, going to parks, to hospitals, airports, universities, libraries, hospices, nursing homes, and other places. One may ask, who are these non-Christian people? They are Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, Muslims, and the list goes on. The percentage of Christians that go out to witness, comparing to non-Christians, are shameful every day. 
there are opportunities to reach out to those around us and all over the world. Paul urges us to fan and to flame the gift of God which is in you. Is there enough passion in our soul to carry this holiness message to the nations? Dr. Billy Graham is credited to say what follows. Now that we have come to Christ, we must go for Christ. But says Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 10, verse 14 through 15. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they heard without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Since you have beautiful feet when you carry the message of salvation to the lost. When you carry the message of salvation to the world. Look, chapter 8, verse 43 through 48, tells us about the story of a woman who had uh, an issue of blood. She was, she was bleeding for, for 12 years. She has been to so many doctors and hospitals. And she had spent everything that she had. And uh, that was in vain. Nobody could do anything for her to help her. And even Luke, he was a physician, as you all know. He was the one to say, she has been to so many doctors, so many physicians, so many MDs. And there wasn't anything they could do for the women. And someone may have talked to that woman about Jesus. And she went and touched his garment. And immediately, she got healed. What the doctors couldn't do in 12 years, Jesus did it in one day, in one minute. Unbelievable. We are serving a powerful God. And that's why we're so proud of Jesus. Because what others cannot do, he can do it. But you know, in order for people to know about Jesus, somebody needs to do something. Somebody needs to go out and talk about him. Because so many people do not know about Jesus. Many people do not read the Bible. They don't have time for that. They read your life, how you behave, wherever you are, at the university, at the high school, at your job. They read your life. They read your life. Saints, when it is all said and done, if we lose our passion, we lose our movement. This young African pastor makes such a powerful statement. He says, I am a disciple of Christ. I must give until I drop, preach until I know, and work until he comes. And when he does come for his own, 
he will have no problem knowing me. So this young man said, this, this young pastor said, I must preach until Jesus comes. And said, this is our calling. This is our mission to preach until Jesus comes. We must truly seek to have the heart of Jesus, to seek to think the way he thinks, not just about ourselves and our ministry, but to think about all people like this fine church does. <coughs> this church, wonderful church, leaving your comfort here in the U.S. to go to Haiti to preach Christ, to help people, to feed them, to provide care for them, to send your money. This is wonderful. And this is what Jesus requires of you. We need to feel what he feels, to cry over what he cries over, to laugh about what he laughs about, and to see what he sees. The vision of Christ should call us to wake up every day and think about the unsaved, the non-Christian. We must seek to prove our faith and commitment to the vision of Christ with action. Don't just talk about it. Do something about it. Well, the, the church doesn't have many young people. Don't just keep saying it. Do something about it. At the university where you go, at the high school, middle school, talk to your friends about the church. Bring people in. Sometimes I do believe that we forget if we are to be the lights of the world. And as the light, we are called to get rid of the darkness caused by sin and giving guidance to a world that has lost its way. Why do we fail to do more to bring the kingdom of God to the hearts and lives of, of, of mankind? Why do, do we fail to do that? Of course, all of us know there are many Christians who have been touched by God and in turn touching many souls for Christ. But you and I know there are many more Christians who are joyless, defeated, and they don't, they don't have any power. Eh? They're so shy to talk about Jesus. And we need to pray with them and for them. My brothers and sisters, if ever there was a time we need to spread the word of God, it is now. Cannot wait for tomorrow. Cannot wait for next year. Cannot wait for this afternoon. Jim Elliot, the missionary who got killed in the mission field with his friends in 1956, says this. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. We have received freely, we must give freely. Spread the word of God. There is nothing illegal about that. They can say yes or no. Nobody can throw you in jail because 
especially we're in Mississippi, the, a Christian state, nobody can dare put you in jail because you, you're talking about Jesus. We must do some sense. <coughs> we got many people that are coming in, Muslim folks all over the place, bringing another gospel before we know it. There will be a lack of questions in this, in this, in this state. We need, we need to get busy. When it comes to go and preach Christ, one may ask many questions. What would happen to me if I go? It may be too hot or too cold for me out there. I don't know the culture. I don't speak the language. I may not like the food they will serve me. It may be too heavy for me. I may end up getting sick. Can I simply save money? Can I just pray? One may say, do I truly have to go? To answer these questions, we need to look the heart of God for the answers. Why did Jesus have to come to the world himself? I'm sure that there were some other ways that he chose to, to come physically. Jesus had to come in person because God is a personal being. No one else than Jesus could come from heaven to save us from our sins. For this reason, he had to be made like us, says the Bible, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest and service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Yes, of course, money is needed in reaching out to the nations, and, and prayer is important, but God's people must go. John Keith Falconer says this, I have but one candle of life to burn, and I would rather burn it out in a land filled with darkness than a land filled with light. Saints, there are a lot of land filled with darkness. Go and take your light with you. May God bless you this morning.